Hello and welcome back to Oh Dear Lore. I'm Creighton. And I'm Jessica. <laughs> I thought about doing something different. I realized I was dancing, but then I was like, oh, they can't see me. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll put a camera in here and everyone no. can see. No, because then I can't come <laughs> looking like trash anymore and I have to change that. Who says so? I'm not ready to change my ways. <laughs> oh, well, welcome back to our show, guys. <laughs> we have a great episode for y'all. Um, we're continuing on with our theme of American history, uh, something to do with Native Americans, too. So, um, today I think we actually have some pretty interesting stories for us. Yes! If you like American Horror Story, this will be fun. <laughs> yeah, we kind of teased what hers is last episode. If you didn't catch it. Oh, you had a good week, Jess? I'm so glad to be here today, Creighton. <laughs> wow, two weeks in a row. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> oh my, I want to go karaoke in. Let's go karaoke in. I would love to go karaoke in. I would love to have a few drinks in me. Just get up there I, and I don't need in. a drink. See, I don't need one, but damn it, it makes me feel better when I'm up there. I woke up like this. I woke up like this. And that's the problem. That is the problem. <laughs> I woke up crying a lot. Really? I actually had, I was like, oh, I didn't tell you. So I guess I can tell the world. All of our viewers. Crane, so All 12 of you. <laughs> we love you. So, like, okay. I am a big Harry Potter fan, Lord of the Rings fan, Hobbit fan. I had a Fantasy. dream. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, I had a dream that the Battle of Middle Earth was happening here. And for some reason, Nathan was a dwarf, by the way. I don't know why he was a dwarf. It's his stocky nature. It, he does look like a dwarf. But, like, dwarf. full size. Yeah. I always had a thing for that. Anyways, I always did. I always had a thing for stockier dudes. But so, like, I had a dream, in my dream, um, all these creatures, like Maleficent was in it. Um, pretty much any, like, random fantasy movie in the past, like, 20 years, all these creatures were in our old high school. Was this a Disney World buyout? It was It was, It was. was everything. Because it, it sounds like the Disney Channel has gotten was, too much power. Harry Potter was in it. Maleficent was in it. Everyone from Lord of the Rings was in it. Everybody. Everybody. And so, like, anything that was in the noggin was there. And they were at our school hiding out for some reason. And I was like, we have to take down Sauron, the Dark Lord. And so I had to go, and, like, I had to go in from the back where the buses used to park. And, um, yeah. And so, like... Where was Sauron? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. That so, means we lost, everybody. <laughs> that, means, that means we lost. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Anyways, I actually didn't make it. You know those dreams? <laughs> I didn't make it. I floated like a ghost above the others. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So, like, I went in and I had to do, like, this victory speech, you know, the ones that everyone sees, you know, freedom, all that bull. And so, Nathan said I was screaming in my sleep. Nathan was like, wake up! You know, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> and so, Nate's like, if you scream one more time, <laughs> I'm going to kick you. And it's going to be either your leg or your jugular. You choose. So, I went back to sleep. And it's very rare that my dreams, like, pick up. Where they left where they off. Left, but it did. <laughs> and this was so vivid. I don't know what. Lately, I've been having really vivid dreams. So... And he, he woke me up again. He said, Jessica, you're crying in your sleep. And he says, going, 
he was like, point the freak. And um, uh, he was like, are you okay? And I was like, Thorin died again. <laughs> Thorin Oakenshield from The Hobbit, if you don't know, he died in the movie. And he died in my dream. And he's like one of my favorite characters. And I was like, he died. Did he die right beside Rue from The Hunger Games? He died beside me. And that made me sad. Were you dead? Not yet. Oh, okay. Not Just yet. dying. Well, when I died in my dream, Nate said I sat up like I, like some sort of like Dracula thing where you just lift up. He said I sat up, my eyes were closed, and I was going, Billy. Billy. You know, before you uh, before you started speaking, I was about to say, so you died and then had rigor mortis. Wonderful. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is what it is. But okay, so I'm going to tell you who died also in my dream that I was yelling, Billy. Billy from Stranger Things. Like, Nate's <laughs> like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, if you think that I won't have an intervention, you're wrong. And I was like, okay. I need to reevaluate my life. So then I texted Creighton. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not bother you. It was like 3 in the morning. I think You, you could have bothered me. Were you awake? Yep. Yeah. Oh. I'll start bothering you now. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that was my week. Yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of times I'm still awake at that time because I work night shifts, so. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. Why do I forget? I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't answer that I question. I was like, why do I forget? And we just stared at each other and you're like, uh, was that a... Alzheimer's? Uh, was that a rhetorical... I hope I don't have Alzheimer's. Me too. That would suck. That's actually my worst fear. Like, like losing my memories because, like, I always forget to take pictures and I always forget to write things down. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, one of the most horrific things that I can imagine is just slowly losing your memories. Because since, because I always like to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so, if something were to happen and my memories were to like erode away slowly. I wouldn't have anything because I, like I said, I always forget to take pictures. Like, there's not even anything you could whip out and then go, remember this? You can still be like, no. Right. Oh my God. But at least with a picture, you can go, well, that's me. Yeah, Nathan's grandmother, she's not, she's actually older than Mickey Mouse. His grandmother. I thought you were about to say Methuselah. I swear. So, like, she's, She's just a little bit younger than Betty White, but she that's his grandmother, not his great-grandmother, you know? Yeah. And, and so she has dementia now, and she, she's like 90-something. I mean, this is, I mean, what do you expect, honestly? But watching her has just been so difficult to watch. God, are we dragging people down? Are we dragging her? We got <laughs> deep. <laughs> well, like, it's kind of like Adam's grandmother. Yeah. My boyfriend's grandmother is... I think she's in her 80s, mm-hmm. but I am positive that she is an immortal vampire. An immortal vampire? Yes, because she looks 60. What's the secret? Hell if I know. Like, honestly, I can guarantee I'm not going to look like that Does when I get she feel 60? That's the question. How do she, you feel? She still works two jobs. Like, and she she doesn't have to. Kill me at 50. <laughs> but, like, she says that she feels great. She gets up, she hurt her wrist the other day while doing... Um, flower arrangements because she works with a florist. Okay, that's pretty nice. And then her other thing is she's a greeter at the local restaurant, Jack's. Shut up. Seriously? I wonder if I know her. Yeah, in Lionel. Her name's Sylvia. Huh. Yeah. No, she she walks around. She makes sure that you have your drinks right because, I mean, it's a fast food restaurant. You get your own shit. Sylvia's a beautiful name. I know. I like it. I love that name. Uh. What are we here for? 
to tell stories. Oh, okay. like other stories People are the listening. one we're telling. <laughs> People are listening. <laughs> <laughs> I really do a lot of times forget that we're recording. Me too, and that's why we go off on these tangents. <laughs> well, a lot of times, y'all, if y'all don't know this, but we have our our little microphones to the side, and like we'll turn and look at each other. Yeah, we're not looking at the can uh, at the computer. We're not looking at the mic. We're just looking at each other, and I'm like, oh. Watch what you say. <laughs> That's right. We're doing things. We're, we're, we're doing stuff. Doing it. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Oh, wow. No, you were alone on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are family. I'm I got okay all that. my sisters with me. No? Okay. <laughs> you know what? Fine. Anyway. Why, 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 Delilah? Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in Alabama? It is pretty freaking boring. So now they're listening to my story. Yes, it's true. Oh, dear Lord. Every week it too. <laughs> that was the best I've done in a while. Oh, I swear to God, we're not drunk or high. Uh. We're going to lose <laughs> reader, listeners at this point because... I need to stop singing. Well, you know what? What? Let's tell our stories. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should. Okay. And I went last week. We're like 10 minutes in. Yeah, we need to get on to the story. Hello, everybody. My name is Jessica. Welcome to Oh Dear Lore. Today, we're going to discuss the lost colony of Roanoke. Virginia. Virginia. Is it Virginia? Oh, it's yeah. North Carolina. Oh, Maybe. no. No, I think it's in Virginia. No, it's North Carolina. Oh. My notes. My bad. Shut up. North Carolina. <laughs> I don't know enough about my own stuff. Anyways, if y'all ever seen... The worst part is it's like right there on your first I know. It's right, I'm, it's right in front of me and I'm like, oh, I don't know where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> you did the research. I did do the research. I watched Roanoke on AHS and everything. I really did not get my research from that. But if you like American Horror Story, you know what I'm talking about. I actually learned about this in, in like like fourth grade yeah uh, you know people some people have never heard of it nathan didn't know which is well nathan slept in class nathan was in your class i know that's how i know that nathan slept in class <laughs> that's exactly uh. how you know but so this is a legit thing that you can find in your history book sometimes at school that's where i learned it so it's really super cool so pretty much this is referring to a colony of settlers in today's north carolina creighton <laughs> my bad my bad which mysteriously disappeared between 1587 and 1590 because it's lost. It's a lost colony. It's the lost colony. Trick. Anyway, I don't know why I got so animated all of a sudden. I, like, I know that y'all can't see it, but she's basically <laughs> dancing while telling her story. And I wish we had a camera, guys, because it is funny. But we're going to have to move it. One day we're going to be YouTube. One, you know, one day... We're going to be on television after the video. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We'll have Whoopi going, stay tuned for Oh Dear Lord. Are, are you Joy and I'm Megan? Is that what this is? <laughs> no. No. Oh. I think I offended myself a little bit on that. <laughs> you know what? I'm not offended at all. I'll be Joy Behar. <laughs> I'm going to get you a red wig. Yes. I got one. Oh, do you? Why were you not Joy Behar for Halloween? Because I didn't get a chance to celebrate Halloween. I was at work. Same. I didn't do anything. I kept saying I would, but I didn't. Anyway, Roanoke. So, <laughs> so I was talking to my mom about this today, and she, like, politely corrected. I have a correction. 
I forgot about my correction. Oh. Dang. Okay. So going back to when we discussed the Amityville horror. Um, so I remember I told y'all that there was a photo taken of a little boy at the bottom of the stairs, like a little demon kid. And I said that the Warrens took a photo of it at the house. That is actually not correct. Um, I actually found this later, so I'm correcting myself. I don't know. Anyways, so pretty much that was not taken at the actual house from my understanding. That was taken during the first um, movie, when they were uh, shooting the first movie. So not the Ryan Reynolds one, but the older movie. So that was taken on the set of that, but they found that boy, which if you look, looks a lot like one of the victims that uh, Ronnie Jr. shot. Yeah. So, and by the way, there's like a lot of hauntings. It just seems like there's always hauntings around certain things like that. And I don't know if it's to like amp up the, you know, people, but there you go. That was my correction. It was not taken at the house, but on set, which... I couldn't find whether they filmed at the house or close to the house. I'm not really sure. But just wanted to kind of let y'all in on that. All right, back to Rono because we didn't get on this. Golly, we made you wait long enough. So anyways, there was this settlement on Roanoke Island where explorations began back in 1584, led by Sir Walter Rayleigh. So this had been planned for quite a while before anything was put into motion, okay? So due to tensions with Native Americans, the first settlement barely lasted a year, okay? It just You gotta think, this is a little island. You're surrounded by water. It's super cold in the winter. And it was kind of marshy area too. So like, what can you grow there, truthfully? It was just... Stupid place to put a settlement. Mm, I feel like we're talking a lot about failures in the past two weeks about people not really thinking things through. But hey, it's, it is what it is. So a year later, 100 more settlers came to give it another shot, okay? So here, this would be what we refer to as the Lost Colony. So this man named John White would be the governor, okay? So Governor White would go back to England for more supplies because, like I said, this place sucked. So he would be delayed by the Spanish Armada because things were not looking too hot back then between the English and the Spanish. Ever. And usually yeah. it seems like Spanish people don't like, they don't like, they never got along with anybody in Europe. To be fair, neither did the English. That is neither true. did the French. Sacre <laughs> bleu! I think the Germans got along with a lot of people Which all the way crazy. up to like the modern century. Just, uh, yeah, it's not funny because we're like, we don't really consider them very friendly. But hey, it happened. And so he actually was like, <laughs> he was delayed by like a whole flipping three years. He would finally be able to return in August of 1590. And of course, that's three years. Anything can happen in three years, okay? So obviously when he returned, everything was gone. And so here, is the twist. So, the one clue was that the word Croatoan, so C-R-O-A-T-O-A-N, was carved on a post in the letters C-R-O were on a tree down like, I guess it's, according to the photo, it looked like it was like on the outer rim of the settlement. The so, photo? Yeah, there's photos. You can go visit this place and see where the carvings were. Really? Seriously. I saw a photo of it, and I'll be honest, there's like big letters too. It's like a like six centimeters so what is that <laughs> three inches high. yeah it's something like it's that it's like three inches long like, it's pretty big carving like it's like you can see it yeah there's no missing it it's pretty thick letters and too. it's the original one yeah oh yeah they have well, they have it taken like 
they've cut off yeah and then you can see it that's because trees may die or hill or whatever well, well yeah but they have it preserved and it's pretty it looked like they had time let me just say this oh the photos i looked at it looked like they had time to take to really cut mm. into that so anyways so because it said croton on the post which was like in the cent- toward the center of the kind of encampment. Yeah. That's pretty much like you know how they used to say put the decrees up or whatever. That was like kind of their, like their central place. Yeah. So it makes sense why they would put Croatel in there. And then when you see CRO toward the side of the camp, you you kind of get the impression of oh they're leaving or they're you know what I mean. Right. So. But it almost makes you wonder why they wouldn't have finished the word. Yeah, unless they were in a hurry. But you said it looked like they had time. Well, for the first one, at least. Ah. At least. Okay. But I'll be honest, if you look at the second one, it looked like they had time, too. I don't know. Unless it was like a little, a younger person. They're like, come on, let's go. All right. Or maybe it came later. Maybe. Like, maybe. It's like, sketch, right? Yeah. So, I'm telling you. So if you were watching American Horror Story, they talk about Crow Atoan, and they they used it kind of like a spell to dispel spirits in a lot of places. So, so did Supernatural. Supernatural, Supernatural did had too. a whole episode. They sure did. I forgot about that. Man, it's been a long time since I watched that. Yeah, I think that's like season two, though. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's like season 15 now. It's so. old. It's old. So, like, to this day, we still don't know what happened to them. Thus, the title, Lost Colony. Right. So, I actually looked, and I was like, do we have any more Lost Colonies in America? No, that's pretty much it. Really? Really. Well, I was kind of like We that. have a few lost civilizations here. Yeah, but not necessarily like a whole colony. Right. Because... From what I understood, there wasn't like any sign of anybody except for that post that he they carved. Right, but so, that, now there's several theories, correct? Oh yeah, there's I got them all. I, I hoped you did because you okay. know I love my theories. I'm gonna make memes, so many memes about this later. Okay, you just kicked me. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, I, I was gonna say she's a mean, mean queen, <laughs> but uh... <laughs> uh, Creighton was crossing his legs and he kicked me. Just want to tell y'all that. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm belligerently abusive. <laughs> Don't hit me, Creighton. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, so things to keep in mind, okay? So uh, there was, okay, so there was an agreed upon sign. So like, he was like, hey, if I come back, if if you had to leave for any reason, I want you to leave a cross, you know, because that was symbol of faith, you know? Yeah. It was kind of creepy now because you're like, that's also like, usually you see on the side of the road that someone died. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Three wooden crosses. Three wooden crosses. I'm sorry, I so quick. <laughs> Anyways, but the cross was never found. There was no cross. So you wonder, like, I don't understand. I can't tell. Did they have a pre-made cross? Or were they supposed to build a cross? I don't or know. Or carve a cross, maybe. Or carve a cross. There was none. It How was long was he gone? Three years. So it's possible that if it happened, like, right when he left... The cross just fell apart over time, right? Probably. And you gotta keep in mind, like, I told you the first settlement sucked. It was also, not only because of, you know, outside issues, like, you know, weather and so on, but it was also, there were some issues with some Native Americans, as, I mean, obviously. Were those know. Native Americans named? So, well, it never said those. I assume that it's like, po, you know, was it Powhatan, uh, Chief Powhatan, or is it yeah. po or Powhatan, how you pronounce it? There was a few that they, they had... Poss- could possibly be involved, but anyways, we're gonna get to that in a second too. But, but there was no cross, okay. So, and they wanted him to put that. By the way, he wanted them to put that up if they were in distress. He had a time for that. If you're distressed, but you know what? There's a lot of symbols to do distress, like the American yeah. flag. You know how you symbolize distress uh, with it? Well, huh. you fly it upside down. 
Oh. And like it shows that you've been taken. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that, actually. But, you know, he said he was, White, uh, you know, Governor White said he was comforted to find that, you know, there was no sign of the cross, but he was comforted to find the word card because he thought maybe they relocated to Croatoan. And so, pretty much, this is the principal town of the Croatoan or Hatteras Indians, or Native Americans, near Cape Hatteras, which my mom just recently went to. But, uh, I'll have to put photos in there. So, like, so he claimed that the colonists had discussed leaving just, just such a message for him in 1587, you know, just in case, you know, although they had then considered moving 50 miles into the mainland rather than about, then about 60 miles south to an isolated barrier island. So, Croatoan Island. So, keep in mind, that's another island. So, he's like, well, they said they would do this. Why did they go here? So, even if they did go there, he's kind of like, why? You know what I mean? There's still a why. Hey, that's a fair point. So, he he recognized Croatone as the native town of the Indian Menteo, who or Manteo, who made two trips to England in the 1580s and seemingly had embraced the English English effort. So, you know, is also it's believed that his mother Montea's mother was a tribal monarch of the Croatoans. So he's like, well, they they're surely, you know, I recognize them. They're they're more lenient right. to settlers, so that should that could be safer. You know, there's safety in numbers. Well, for some reason, it is it, it, no one knew what happened to them. They're like, ah, I don't know. they weren't there. They're nowhere. No it's one knows. Weird. There's no tents. There's no anything. So let's discuss what Croatoan about Croatoan. This is what I get so excited about. I was telling everybody about this today. So Edgar Allan Poe, and you're like, huh? There's a thing about the Croatoan and Edgar Allan Poe. So, not much is really known about the death of Edgar Allan Poe, but it happened in 1849, and after disappearing on a trip from Virginia to Pennsylvania, he turned up nearly unconscious and babbling like a lunatic. Like, he was, like, crazy. So, they found him in a gutter in Baltimore, Maryland, by the way. Which, by the way, it's not, it's not far from where my cousin used to live. So it's really? Kind of, kind of creepy. So, like, like a block away from where she lived. <laughs> it's really creepy. So, while on his deathbed, he allegedly said the word Croatoan and died. What does he got to do? Which, Edgar Allan Poe, y'all know he had some weird things in his mind whenever he was writing. And he strikes me as the kind that would mess with some spirit kind of thing. Because, you know, yeah. he was had an obsession with death. You know? So, I mean, you couldn't... The Raven. I mean, Yeah. That's such a nice. I love reading the Raven. I do too. I love I love Edgar Allan Poe, but you hate you have to acknowledge he seemed to be a very tortured soul, you know, and so or at least he liked to act like it. So we know the the real question is how is a Raven like a writing desk? Edgar Allan Poe wrote on both, and they have legs. Well, there's no official answer. Oh yeah, that's right. He never did describe tell the answer. That's all I remember. He's like, well, it could be this or that, but yeah, you know. People have always guessed at it. I know. I like that Edgar Allan Poe one, though. But, you know, it's still not clear. By the way, no one ever has a precise answer to what he was suffering from. You know, of course, he's a mysterious man. Why not die mysteriously? We have to do an episode on him. We should. Oh, my God. That'd be so fun. So, his official cause of death is unknown, but all medical records in his death certificate were allegedly lost. So, he could have experienced anything... Maybe even what the colony did, if you like to believe in that kind of stuff. So, other places where Croatoan has showed up. I love this. I love this idea. 
I don't know what I believe on this, but uh, as far as this theory goes, so pretty much this theory, if you couldn't tell, is that the word Croatoan is cursed or it's a type of spell. Yeah. Yeah. So infamous stagecoach robber Black Bart supposedly etched the word into the wall of his prison cell right before his release in 1888. He was never seen again. We don't know what happened to him. Which, I don't know. He could have... <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That could have been anything. He may have just not came around no more. You never know. Yeah. So, horror author Ambrose Bierce vanished while in Mexico in 1913 and the bed he last slept in allegedly had the word Croatoan carved in the post. And so, hold on, we're not done yet. <laughs> the word also appeared on the last page of the logbook of the ghost ship Carol A. Deering in 1921, which ran aground without its crew on Cape Hatteras, near near what is close, what is Croatoan Island. Really? Yes. So, okay, you ready for this one? Amelia Earhart reportedly scribbled the word in her journal before her disappearance in 1937. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. So you're telling me that if I go home tonight and I scribble the word Croatoan in my journal, I'm going to disappear? That would be great for our views. But would it? Would it? I, I think it'd be shitty for our friendship. <laughs> I mean, you might turn up eventually. You will know more than what I know. <laughs> I don't know. We, honestly, we need to look up potential Croatoan activity well yeah well not just that but like is there I didn't find anything but that doesn't mean if you look in the dark web you know what I'm saying we can do some real research yeah we'll go to the black market buy a kidney with it we could see like (laughs) smart like, but like we could see if maybe there's it's involved in a ritual of some type no of course there's ghosts supposedly there's a um there's like a witches that live out there which <laughs> Which, you know, but uh, <laughs> there's supposedly witches live out there because why not? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm really, there's no actual origin story or anything about these witches. They're just there. They just supposedly were there. I don't believe it. It's boo honky. Who the hell needs an origin story? Uh, I mean, these, it ain't Spider Man. Oh my god. Well, let me tell you that. These are the dare stones. Okay. You'll, I think you'll like this. I think you'll go with this. Yeah. Okay. Because it's more logical, even though I'd rather hear that Croatoan is a curse, but yeah. From 1937 to 1941, people began uncovering engraved stones supposedly written by the members of the colony. Okay. Virginia Dare? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a main clan... A man. A main... A man. A man claimed to have found this first stone, a 21-pound rock, somewhere along the Carolina coast. And it is believed to be... It was believed that Eleanor Dare, which is her mother... Okay. Uh, wrote the message to her father, which is Governor John White. Right. So, yeah. So, in the alleged account, Dare says the colonists moved further away from the ocean a short time after he left for England, but they were plagued by illness and violent encounters with Native tribes until only seven remained. Yeah. So, through the 1930s, a farmer came up with more than 40 more stones, but they were, they're fake. But the first one, they believe, could be very credible, you know? So, with that being said, I, I imagine that they either the seven died or they were absorbed with Native American tribes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that. I could go for that. And I don't see... the fact, well, they, well, according to, like, testing, they did test the stones, and it looked like the carving, the you know, the inscription on it was could be dated about that time. Yeah. I believe it. I'll go with that. That's my theory. I'm going to go with it. 
But there are new evidence, okay? Oh. Like, pretty darn new, like, actually. So, researchers started reinvestigating the strange disappearance after they observed two peculiar patches that were on an old forgotten map of the area. It has been drawn up by the colony's governor, John White. Investigators in uh, North Carolina thought the squares could be hiding something important, so the map was then re-examined, and they in turn found a small red and blue symbol. It is believed that parts of Sir Walter Rayleigh's survey of... I wonder if Sam's related to him. <gasps> well, I would like to go ahead and tell you that I have a correction for what? next week. It's Raleigh. My mother kept telling me it was Raleigh. Yeah, so chances are Samantha's not... Relate to them because she is a Rayleigh. It's not. It's going to be Rayleigh today. And do you know how I know it's Raleigh? How? Because the capital of North Carolina was named after him, and it's Raleigh, North Carolina. Look, you and my mother can go on somewhere. (laughs) Cretonio. Whatever, haters. Anyways, his survey survey of... Everyone's a hater. His survey of North America has a a secret... And the map cover-up has an effort to hide data from the general public and also foreign representatives. Uh, yeah. This was said by Eric Klingelhofer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can't trust a Klingelhofer, then who can you trust? He's a historian who works at Mercer University in Georgia. Like I said. I'm just saying Klingelhofer. I love that. I love that. I do that. too. I really do. So, many historians think that the mark might have been the location of a secret fort in which they escaped from. Or escape to, I'm sorry. They could have been running from disease or violence, and it is thought that they could have, you know, could have been on the, I don't know. They could have been the only way they survived, honestly, you know. And there's no village or Indian tribe that could have taken them in there, being a hundred or so of them. Because he did leave a hundred, you know. So, once the researchers found that they believe were the secrets of the map, the secrets of the map, and this is like some straight up national treasure stuff. Da da da. Da 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 da. So once the researchers found the secrets of the map, they visited the areas because, you know, they kind of need to, you know. They took along both magnetometers and ground-penetrating radars. They're getting really seriously looking into this. So they took the oldest maps they could find so they were able to get a historic feel of what what would have been there, you know. So he... So pretty much they compared similarities between the ancient map and the present geography. The researchers discovered a previously unknown pattern which possibly indicated that the numerous wind structures had been built there. Hmm. So it's possible. So he stated that, or yeah, Hingelhofer, he stated that he did not know if the structures were a group or just one very large building. Makes sense. Yeah. So... The simple presence of concealed construction shows that there was some sort of colonial existence in the region. However, yeah, maybe they did go there, but that doesn't tell us where they went after. It's just another piece of the puzzle. Right. So, but that's new, and we know that it was there. All right, so I'm ending it with the theories. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, of course. The, My favorite part. Of course, you know, the dare, you know, things. The But the colonists were obviously possibly absorbed into local tribes, kind of what we already discussed. But in the early 1600s and 1700s, European colonists claimed that they had seen blonde hair and blue-eyed Native Americans living with the Crow- in, on Croatone Island. They claimed to be Ooh. descendants of white settlers. I'm sorry, case closed. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm just so sure. But, or of course, the curse of the word Croatoan. But see, I have a question what? about the blonde-haired, blue-eyed uh, people. Of Are you going to discuss genetic mutation? No, I'm not. Okay. At all. Um, so basically, 
the Dare Stones were found to the north. Right. The Croatoans lived to the south. Right. So, unless the group split and some went to the Croatoans and others thought they'd fare better north, then you can't have both theories. But you could argue. Because she said that they either died from illness or had issues with Native Americans. So, what if they took captives? Yeah. So, that's possible. that's possible. Yeah, I hadn't put that together. Um, So... I mean, and of course, you can you can say that are both possible, or you can say one's possible. It's really we don't totally know. Right. I, I feel like we're gonna know. I feel like in a, one day. I feel like we're gonna know yeah. one day. I'm so sure. I really am. I'm one of those people. I want to believe that. Of course, they could have been murdered <laughs> by Native Americans or each other. This is what I think is bullcrap. Okay, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. And I read it in 1607. Captain John Smith claimed that Chief. Is it Powhatan? I think it's Powhatan. Yeah. Okay. He uh, he told him that he had a, he had the settlers of Roanoke killed for living with another tribe that refused to ally with his tribe. He also told uh, claimed that the chief showed him like things that that would have been theirs, like jewelry and so on. But, but a lot of the jewelry and silver was left in the camp. That's what they says. In fact, they said that even some of the tables were left set with food. That's what they said. Well, and, whatever rotted remains with it. Right, right. But John Smith is full of crap. <laughs> like, if y'all, right. if y'all ever... We need to talk about him one day. He has always been a liar. He is just... So, I don't believe it. I think he... he He's just always trying to make a better story. Yeah. So, but of course, there's always cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. They could have made each other. I mean... Dahmer. Dahmer. But, you know, there wouldn't be the first ones, and there wouldn't be the last ones if they did. Um, but I'm... Sh- I mean, and honestly, I wouldn't put it past some people to go over there and find out that they were can- that they had a result of cannibalism and just never tell anybody. I wouldn't put it past them. No. I wouldn't. And, and of course... What happened? Well, he got sick. Yeah. And yeah. he died. And that's where we're going to end the story with that. <laughs> but there's also disease. And, of course, you ready? Aliens. Because why the heck not? And this is for real. I didn't come up with this. Like, people believe No, like, people believe it. They believe over the years we should talk about aliens one day. But people believe, you know... Where would you even start? Where would you start? Where would you finish? I I don't know, but I do know that I love that Ancient Aliens TV show because Um, I find it so crazy. I get so paranoid. Like, I get paranoid. I get paranoid. You know, my grandfather was in the global... My dad's dad was in the Global Inquirer for seeing a UFO. This is fact. I'm really? not joking. He saw a UFO while he was a police officer. I mean, the entire town of San Diego saw one at one time. Yeah. Collectively. Yeah. And in fact, the military even scrambled jets to and chase And we had it. a big party at year 51 <laughs> this year. It kind of fell. What a time to be alive. But, I, but, but I'm serious, so, you know, I'm, I get paranoid. I always wonder if my grandpa actually saw something. That's interesting. I don't know. There's a lot of things for us to discuss. Even in the future, we may have to come back to that because there's oh so gosh. many things. What if we get abducted? That'd be fun. By the government or by aliens? Either one. Hmm. I feel like one would be worse than the other. Well, but I'm not sure which one. I'm not sure which one. Like... Men in black. I do like a good man in uniform. But that's not the point here. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it can be. It can be. You still have to do a story. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still have one of those. So, for my story, I decided to do research on the Pilgrims because this is our Thanksgiving episode. So, all of you having to go spend time with your families, spend time with us 
Allison's dead. Um, we love you more than they'll ever love you. Right. And plus, we're fascinating. And hey, if we get more views by, you know, coming to hug you, and we'll do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll like, we just need mm, 10,000 views. Easy enough. We should totally have a goal. Like, we need to make a goal and be like, this is what we're going to do if we get it. Jess, I my only goal is to wake up tomorrow. I'll, like, I will I... lick your shoe. <laughs> You know, there was a director of a movie who made a bet one time that if he lost the bet, he would eat his leather shoe on national television. And he lost. And he had a professional chef come cut it up, and he ate it on TV. Hey. (coughs) I love that. His name is Werner Herzog, and he is probably one of the most fascinating men in the entertainment industry ever. Salute. There's so many other stories about him, but we don't have time for it today. He may have to be an episode. (laughs) An episode. So, we're actually going to talk about the pilgrims. Okay. So, England was a Roman Catholic nation all the way up until King Henry VIII. Yeah. So, he couldn't get a divorce from the Catholic Church because he had already had a divorce from the Catholic Church. And so, he decided to start his own church. And this is called the Church of England. I remember that. Okay. Right. And most people do not realize that the Church of England is still alive and well today. Yeah. And it's even here in America. Hmm. So, like, there was one in uh, South Carolina where I was living. What's up with Carolina lately? I keep talking about them a lot. I don't know. Maybe they're just central to America's history for some reason. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they were an original colony. You know uh, what, Smart Alec? <laughs> I'm going to kick you in a second. <laughs> so, he and his daughter, Queen Elizabeth, who came after him, the first... Yes. Uh, they changed some things that made the Church of England different from the Roman Catholic Church, and a few people felt that the new church retained too many practices of the Roman Church. They called for a return to a simpler faith and with less structured forms of worship. So, in short, they wanted to return to worshiping in the way that early Christians had, and because people wanted to purify the church, they became known as the Puritans. Puritans. Now, another group was considered very radical and went even further. They thought the new Church of England was beyond reform, and they were called separatists. They demanded the formation of a new separate church congregations, and this opinion was very dangerous. In England in the 1600s, it was illegal to be part of any church other than the Church of England. Of course. And so, many wars, many things, flipping back and forth between uh, the Church of England Catholic Church back to the Church of England with Elizabeth I after her sister died. Whatever. <laughs> so We'll talk about that later. The uh, Separatist Church congregation that established Plymouth Colony in New England was originally centered on the town of Screwbury in Nottinghamshire, England. And members included the young William Bradford and the young William Brewster. Like others who refused to follow the Church of England teaching, some of them were harassed, fined, or even sent to jail. And when they felt they could no longer suffer these difficulties in England, they chose to flee to where? Here. Nope, the Dutch Netherlands. Oh. Because Set there... Set up for failure, man. <laughs> Dang. Because the Netherlands had religious tolerance. Like, oh, you yeah. could be any religion you want to there. They didn't care. So, they could practice their own religion without fear of persecution from the English government or its church. That's nice. So... Although they had religious freedom, life in the Netherlands was not easy. The Separatists had to leave their homelands and friends to live in a foreign country without a clear idea how they would support themselves. 
The congregation stayed briefly in Amsterdam, then moved to the city of Leiden, where they remained there for the next 11 to 12 years, and hopefully they figured out how to support themselves, because uh, that's a long time. Hopefully. But they did odd jobs like carpenters, tailors, other uh, cloth trades, and their lives required that they work hard. Even young children had to work, and some older children were tempted by the Dutch culture and left their families to become soldiers and settlers and enjoy the culture. Now, their parents feared that they would lose their identity as English people due to this fascination with the Dutch, which is what you see a lot of times here in America. Other countries are worried that their kids enjoy, like, American TV in the UK. Like, they actually say that the UK is slowly starting to lose its accent and sound more American due to so much American TV being pumped over there for the children. Right, but it's odd because it's not the other way around too, like. Yeah, well it's in Italy a lot. When I went to Italy my senior year, um, there was a man who was was talking to me. I was like, oh, for you from America? Because, you know, he was like, no, I've been here my whole life. He's like 50. Yeah. With an American accent in Italy. Yeah. It's just weird. So, how interesting. Uh, they decided that instead of losing their identity as English people of the Separatist Church, that they must make a new home. So they fled and decided to come to. I ain't trying this again. You let me fail. Oh, well, since you don't know, they came America. to Plymouth Rock. Um, <laughs> wow, Jesse really should have learned that. So, I slept in school too. They came to the Virginia colony. And at the time, Virginia extended from Jamestown in the south to the mouth of the Hudson River in New York. Why did we not talk about Pocahontas in Jamestown? Because that's a later episode. Okay. So the Pilgrims planted, uh, they planned to settle near present day New York City. And there they hoped to live under the English government, but they would worship in their own separate church. Because their own money wasn't enough to establish their village, they entered into an agreement with financial investors. The company of inventors would provide passage for the colonists and supply them with tools, clothing, oh, excuse me, and other supplies. (laughs) Are you okay? Oh, I don't know what just happened. My body just had like an internal seizure for a moment. I couldn't speak. I should have made a gif of it and put it on our Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So, the colonists in turn would work for the company, sending natural resources such as fish, timber, and fur back to England. And all sets, all assets, including the land and the pilgrims' houses, would belong to the company until the end of seven years, when all of it would be divided among each of the investors and colonists. Which that's a fair deal, especially yeah. if you don't have money to get there. So the colonists' investors had many disagreements, but eventually the pilgrims were able to leave Europe for America. Hmm. Finally, right, America. So the entire congregation, co- congregation. The entire congregation <laughs> could not come to America together. Yeah. There just wasn't enough room on the ships. Plus, there was two ships, the Speedwell and the Mayflower. Okay, that's what I thought. And the Speedwell actually started to leak on her maiden voyage to America, so they had to turn around and go back to England. That leaving, sucks. Right. And, like, there was a 102 passengers on the Mayflower. Amazingly... Only about 34 of them were from the Separatist Church. Hmm. So, they uh, they made their way to Plymouth Rock. They landed on November the 11th, 1620, after a voyage of 66 days. 
That's two months and six days on the high seas. Mm. Although the pilgrims had originally intended to settle near the Hudson River in New York, dangerous shoals and poor winds forced the ship to seek shelter at Cape Cod. Because it was so late in the year and travel around Cape Cod was proving difficult, the passengers decided not to sail further and remain in New England, which that sounds like a good reason to me. Yeah. It was here on Cape Cod Bay that most of the adult men on the ship signed the document that we know as the Mayflower Compact and laid the foundation for the community's government. Hmm. A party of the most able men began exploring the area to find a suitable place to settle. After several weeks, the exploring party arrived at what appeared to be an abandoned Wampanoag community, Native Americans. Right. The plentiful water supply, good harbor, cleared fields, and location on a hill made the area a favorable place for a settlement. So, the Mayflower arrived in Plymouth Harbor on December the 16th, 1920. And the colonists began building their town. While houses were being built, the group continued to live on the ship. Many of the colonists, due to these tight living conditions, fell ill. They were probably suffering from scurvy and pneumonia because of a lack of shelter in the cold, wet weather. Although the pilgrims were not starving, their sea diet was very high in salt, which weakened their bodies on the long journey. And during that first winter, as many as two or three people died each day during their first two months on land. It's sad. And out of 102 people, only 52 people survived the first year in Plymouth. Honestly, that's pretty good numbers compared to the times. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, when they're dying like every day. Yeah, especially I mean, two to three. It's just another day in the neighborhood. So, when the Mayflower left Plymouth on April the 5th, 1621, she was sailed back to England by only half of her crew. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of work. So, occasionally they caught glimpses of native people, and it wasn't until four months after their arrivals that the colonists actually met and communicated with them. In March of 1620, they made a treaty of mutual protection with the Poconoic Wampanoag leader. I'm not even going to try to say his name because... <laughs> Let me say... Usamaliquin? You know what? We're going to go with that. Okay, Usamaliquin. Also known as Massasset to the Pilgrims. Oh. I don't know why I didn't just continue reading my research because it was right there next That's line. Okay. We'll, we'll <laughs> the treaty had six points. Neither party would harm the other. If anything was stolen, it'd be returned and the offending person returned to his own people for punishment. Both sides agreed to leave their weapons behind when meeting and the two groups would serve as allies in times of war. Squanto, mm -hmm. a Winnipeg man who had been taken captive by English sailors and lived for a time in London, came to live with the colonists and instructed them on growing Indian corn or maize. Right. That's good stuff. Right. So in the fall of 1621, the colonists marked their first harvest with a three-day celebration. Massa and 90 of his men joined the English for feasting and entertainment. And in the 1800s, this famous celebration became the basis for the story of the first Thanksgiving. Aww. Right, but as word spread in English about the paradise, about as the word spread in England, not English, <laughs> I knew you about the paradise to be found in New World, religious zealots called the Puritans began arriving by the, the boatload. <sighs> Finding no fences around the land, they considered it to be public domain, just take what you want. And they were joined by other British settlers. They seized land, captured strong na young natives for slaves, and killed the rest. Oh but gosh. the 
Pinot Nation had not agreed to the peace treaty Squanto had negotiated, and they fought back. The Pinot War was one of the bloodiest Indian wars ever fought. And in 1637, near present-day Groton, Connecticut, over 700 men, women, and the children of the Poconet tribe were gathered for their annual Green Corn Festival, which is our modern-day Thanksgiving celebration. In the pre-dawn hour, the sleeping Indians were surrounded by the English and Dutch mercenaries who ordered them to come outside. Those who came out were shot or clubbed to death, while the terrified women and children who huddled inside the longhouses were burned alive inside their homes. The next day, the governor of Massachusetts Bay Colony declared a day of thanksgiving because of the 700 unarmed men, women, and children had been murdered, and they could live in peace. Yep, just a kind of a heavy moment there, isn't it? I mean, it goes to show what we've been saying for a long time now, or most of our episodes now. The winner writes the history. Right, and we never learn any of this in history. But the truth does come out sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. It will come out, you know, so. So, cheered by their victory, the brave colonists and their Indian allies attacked village after village. Women and children over 14 were sold into slavery, while all the rest were murdered. Yeah. Boats loaded up with as many as 500 slaves regularly left the ports of New England, and bounties were paid for Indian scalps to encourage as many deaths as possible. Oh my god. Following an especially successful raid against Penuit in what is now Stamford, Connecticut, the churches announced a second day of Thanksgiving to celebrate victory over the heathen savages, and during the, fi- uh, the feasting, the hacked-off heads of natives were kicked through the streets like soccer balls. Even the unfriendly, Win- even the friendly Winnipeg did not escape the madness. Their chief was beheaded, and his head was impaled on a pole in Plymouth, Massachusetts, where it remained on display for 24 years. 24 years? Yes. Good God, what does a body even look like in 24 years? It would just be a skull at that point. Pretty much. So the killings became more and more frenzied, with days of Thanksgiving feasts being held after each successful massacre. George Washington finally suggested that the only day of Thanksgiving per year be set aside instead of celebrating in each and every massacre. Later, Abraham Lincoln decreed Thanksgiving Day to be a legal national holiday during the Civil War. On the same day, he ordered troops to march against the starving Suez in Minnesota. This story hasn't doesn't quite have the same fuzzy feelings as we're used to having associated with the Pilgrims, because the Pilgrims were actually pretty peaceful. They formed their peace treaties. They had one of the first functioning right. governments with the Native Americans in American history. But this is a story we're not told in class. There's always a group of people to ruin something good. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the Puritans just, were it. You know, it's so funny that they called the Puritans when nothing they did was pure. Like, you know, ever. Like ever. And... It, I mean... Maybe I should have went first because my story was a real big deal. No, 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 no. No, it's important to discuss these kind of things, but I mean, like, I mean, it goes back to what we say, you know, it just seems like we have, cons- especially throughout our episodes, consistent stories of just taking advantage of the Native Americans, just taking advantage of every time. It's yeah. just, it's very, it's very sad, especially because to this day, things are still not that great. For no. Them. They're actually, whenever they go missing or if there's a rape... No one does anything, honestly, right. to this day. I mean, they, they are considered a minority in a country that was theirs. Yeah. It's their homeland, and they are considered the minority in it They're now. the natives, I mean, truly. Right. 
Which, I mean, you see that in Australia with the Aboriginals. It yeah. happens all over the place, and it's sad. So, this Thanksgiving, what I would like to say is maybe consider what we were built on. The, the sacrifice and the pain. And yes, this is really a sad story. It's not this, you know, fuzzy feeling, but just be thankful that we don't have to experience it and keep in mind and have good vibes and prayers for those who may may still carry this memory. I'm sure that there, you know, maybe some of the remainders remember this or discuss this. Does that I make mean, sense? Through oral history, I'm exactly, sure. Exactly. I mean, no one should still be alive to remember it. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like through oral history you know, they probably still discuss it and they know, you know what I mean? Just, right. it's, it's, that's very sad. Right. And I'm going to be honest, I don't quite know how to end the episode. There's no really cheerful note. Um, hug your family's close. Just remember the truth, you know, and be thankful for your family. It doesn't, doesn't, don't make, be any less thankful. Right. But, you know, I guess just kind of keep in mind the truth. Kind of, that's all, what else can you say? Yeah. Well, that that's our episode for the week, guys. Because I really <laughs> like that. That one got me. Uh, yeah. oh, that one, that one, actually really got me. And I'm I'm usually kind of trying to be like, ah, but now I'm like, uh, there there's no humor that you can put into there's that. There's no humor in that. I and mean, it was just an all out massacre that was then celebrated with every new massacre. That's what gets me, and the fact that I wonder how many years it's been since they started it, and then George Washington. When you said George Washington, I'm like, God, that's for a while. Yeah. That's a good Which, one. I mean, relatively, compared to the entire expanse of time, America's still a young country. We're very young. So, I guess, really and truly, it's not that long for the arc of history, but it's still long for a human lifespan. Yeah, that's what, when you look back on the lives stolen, right. and it should, and keywords stolen, you're like, that's, it's a lot, it's, it's too long. For right. sure. Well, I mean, it's too long for sure. It's weird to think that, like, my great-great-grandfather was born nearly two centuries ago. Like... Yeah. Well, my great-grandmother... Mom, well, not two centuries. Like, a century and a half ago. Yeah. My grandma, my mother's grandmother, she lived to be older, you know, before she passed. But she was actually born before Wyatt Earp died. Goddamn. <laughs> that, that old... Well, she lived to be like in her 90s and she died before I was born. So you got to keep that in mind. Right. Not long before I was born though. So. But anyways, you guys. All right, guys. We really do hope that you have a good Thanksgiving and that you just keep America's history in your mind. Yeah. All right. Bye, you guys. See y'all next week. Bye.